0: Pat Mayo Pat Mayo Pat Mayo
1: experience. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 3 NFL Best Bets the Gold, the Silver, the bronze. That is the order that they are going to go in. Reminder to all of you to smash the like for the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And if you want the cheat sheet, well, that'll be up on DKNation.com. Play in the Listeners League on DraftKings as well. Uh, it's almost full at the moment. Uh Tambo and I will have the breakdown on Friday's show, but you might want to reserve your spot right now. Link is down there, so please go fill that up. We fill it up. Quickly, like we did last week by Friday, and boom, all of a sudden it goes from 3,000 to 3,500 this week, maybe 4,000, 4,500 next week. That's a lot of rake free guaranteed money in the prize pool. So the bigger it is, the more money to go around to me, to you, to whoever ends up near the top. Probably not going to be me. Either way, let's bring them in right now. The panel for this Cam Stewart from sportsgrid.com and a very special guest it is Sean Patrick Flannery from the movie Powder joining us as well. (laughs)
2: guys i wish i wish i could figure out i've tried so many different ways to to fig- figure out the lighting here i got these blackout blinds because the first week it was like two face going on i i don't know i mean i need a professional in hey, here hey, Pizzola, you gotta
0: uh, you're in a goth band now right you gotta lose your collared shirt too dress all in black that's <laughs> that's what you're doing anyway like look at the diff- look at the contrast pat rob is like outer and i am like a, a fine Chardonnay like i'm i'm always purple and now he's white so Hey, who says uh, we like uh, equal hiring here at the network? Everybody's got a different shade. (laughs)
1: Last week, we did... Pretty well, Rob. You're off to the hottest start yes. of anyone right now. The gold picks are no Ooh. longer undefeated for the season. Cam, you lost a gold, Carolina, because they're terrible. Couldn't come through yeah. for you. However, you did hit your silver. You did hit your bronze. You were two and one. I hit my gold and silver in the luckiest way possible and lost my bronze. So I'm now two and zero gold, two and zero silver, and zero and two with the bronze. And Pizzola, two and zero gold, two and zero silver, and he lost his bronze last week, so he's one and one. Good Rob, for you, Pizzola. Five and one to start the year, Rob. I wish
2: my bankroll was in the same situation as the picks on this show, boys. Uh, no, I'll take it any time. Five and one. I'm I'm glad people out there. Um, actually, I think the majority of people in the YouTube comments fade my picks. So unfortunately, it's been a, a rough start to the year for them. However, um, maybe maybe they can turn it around and I can go zero and three or one and two this week for them.
1: If you're looking for more content from myself, Rob, and Cam, go to thehammer.bet. We have our Survivor Pick short show up there that'll be out later on Thursday afternoon. So I highly recommend that you check that out, thehammer.bet. Let's get into the gold picks. I'm going to start this one off. If people watch the Spread Pick show, probably pretty familiar with it, but... The line has moved a point. I'm still okay with that because I think that the Atlanta Falcons win this game outright. It's now plus one on the road in Seattle. It's funny because you look at it and when you see Seattle, like, you know, what do they do well? Well, they stopped the run pretty well. Ha, here's the thing. The Falcons not very good at running the ball. And I just, I really think, and I kind of said this in the air, it's kind of funny that the Falcons are 0-2, yet they're 2-0 and against the spread, which is really all I care about. That, I think after watching Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, Rob, I really think that Mariota is a big upgrade for them.
2: Possibly. Listen, I, I mean, I don't really know what to make of either of these teams yet. Um, overall, I think Seattle's horrendous, and and the opening week upset against the Broncos kind of camouflages how bad that they really are. If you look at their last six quarters, they haven't scored. The offense hasn't scored. They haven't crossed midfield on nine of their twelve possessions that they've had in that span. The one thing that we know about Atlanta is at least they have some semblance of one unit on the field, right? Like the Seahawks have no offense and they have no defense. The Falcons have no defense, but they have some semblance of an offense. With that said, I mean, it is a historically tough spot to to play in Seattle. We saw that in, in week one, obviously. And I'm not as convinced that Seattle won't be able to run the ball like the, the, the Seahawks, I don't really understand the offensive game plans on a week-to-week basis. Carroll's been doing this for years. He just wants to establish the run. I think there's one team in the league that anyone can establish the run on, and that's the Falcons. And if we actually look at the Falcons this year, their success rate in terms of opposing rushes is almost 66%. They give up a successful rush two-thirds of the time. If the season ended today, that would be a historically bad number. They are 16% worse than any other team in the league. So I think the Falcons will st- struggle running the ball this year. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean I don't agree with you, Pat. It's just my only legitimate concern in in Atlanta this week. Uh, I made the Falcons a very, very small favorite in this game. So I, I agree it's Atlanta or nothing. Uh,
1: why don't you check your mic settings there, pal? I think you're off your computer. You, you log in and uh, switch that over to the actual microphone that's in Guys front of you. Guys got
0: lots of stats. You get an F for your tech.
1: How are we doing now? There we go, Rob. There we go. Hey, there you
0: go. Oh, there you go, Rob. You I'm, I'm, I'm rattled. You, I, I'm rattled this morning. This guy is he's like, you see, I get rattled by you. Did it Come sound on, like counter. I was in,
2: it in Did it sound like I was in the bathroom or something? Yes.
0: I uh, Yes, it yeah. did. Or a cave? We could okay. use that as an example. Got it. That's yes.
2: Okay.
1: So love the pick pack. Love yeah. the pick. Here, here's the funny thing about Atlanta though. I mean, yeah, their run defense isn't good. Even by DVOA, they're ranked number 28 right now, but they did go up against mm-hmm. the saints and they went up against the Rams. Two teams, I mean, the Rams just want to run the ball, and they were successful doing that. And I would imagine that the Saints, by the end of the year looking at it, are going to be one of the best rushing offenses in all of football. Just with either Kamara, that line, Ingram, doesn't really matter who's back there. They should be able to effectively run the ball. I just don't have any faith that Seattle's going to do that. They're going to try, but I don't know how successful they're going to be.
2: To me. Cameron, do you have any comments, Cameron, <laughs> on the game?
0: Yeah, I do have a comment. The Seattle Seahawks had literally one good quarter of football when they had, and the plays were already there for Geno Smith. The minute the wristband got filled up, that was the end of that. Denver should have won the game. They pounded these guys. I and I, I Pete Carroll, I've been saying it for years. You know, Pazola, cheerleader. These guys have no game plan. Playoff games, they can't exploit anybody's weakness. It's times past. Seattle by Atlanta. I've been impressed by that. They could have beat the Saints. You know, this team's grinding against the Rams. So you know what, Pat? i I I also like Atlanta. I'm not sure. That's the thing. I can't narrow it down. I'm, I'm a broken record every week. I picking three games to me drives me nuts. I'd rather pick six because I don't know what gold, silver, and bronze is. I write like the seven, six or seven that I like, and I don't know which ones are they're all the same to me. Kind of like if I had kids, Pat, I'd love them all.
2: Well, i mean i would hope you would love all your kids if you had yeah, even
0: if one was a brat or a, you know yeah yeah you but you'd all still kids. hopefully yes, love I, of all course of them. i would love him yes yes or her yes okay. i'm just I, think, yeah. I wish i was a father actually i get it uh, gets lonely here doing these shows all the time i wouldn't mind like chucking the ball with a kid love your videos pat with your children too it's uh very exciting stuff they they seem like nice children very nice
1: they, they can be nice they can be quite rambunctious i'm sure that's a uh all children at this point they're yes. they're now into a thing where they love pushing each other for no reason so that's a lot. Oh, that's
0: of good I, that's you should see when i was young with the neighbor down the street the guy put the boxing gloves on us when we were like five years old okay go attack like, hey, at least i got <laughs> to defend myself it, it, it helped for hockey but yeah that things are a little bit different these days but uh no c- congratulations rob you're like me you have no kids correct you don't correct have i okay. i just
2: have my dog and um and, and my, and and my, and my fortress and my freedom yeah <laughs> my
0: And and the tortoise. And the tortoise. He's still
1: around. People always talk about this freedom type thing. I mean, I get it being on the other side of it. What are you doing with all your freedom, Rob? Um, you know what? I play not some much. video games
2: <laughs> off of the Xbox. <laughs> cool. I go golfing. You know, I don't know. Oh, I see, just...
0: see that, see that's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a porn hub. No. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing, but uh yeah, Rob Rob, I'll, I'll give him credit though. He's got a lot of business ventures on the go, Pat. So that keeps him
1: quite busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's clearly he's not going outside, so I mean, <laughs> he should be doing something productive. <laughs> <Yes>. I <laughs> oh, listen. I don't have from the cave. Pat, you have the media experience.
2: I guess technically I have media experience too, but it's radio. So I mean, I wasn't used to having proper... Me and Cam, when we used to do radio shows, we did them in the dark. We turned all the lights off in the studio most of the time because it would get too hot underneath all those lights. And I have to hear Cam complain the entire day about how hot it was in the studio. So I'm not used to lighting.
0: That was good, though. That was good. You're right. I got to deal with my lighting. Ooh, the lights on. Some guy's calling you. You're one inch off. That's why I love radio. When I do one show, my radio show on Sunday, I walk up, Pat, I'm in my underwear. I don't even have to put a shirt on unless the guy wants to do the Zoom to see who's asking the next question or type in something Last week, we didn't have it running. Literally, I was just, it was almost like I was at the beach. gut hanging out, underwear. Bam. Let's go. Radio rocks.
1: Lights now are LEDs, so they don't get super hot like those old studio lights do? They
0: don't. But they still are annoying when they're, like, in your face or in your background and stuff. Like, I, you're right, though, Pat. They're not the same intensity as... uh, previous lights
2: but, but I asked you guys pre-show if
1: this got any better and you guys like yeah yeah I know it's better it's better well it, 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 it was we better to, it it,
0: was, it's okay
1: it, it was better than when you first logged in like that's what yes, I was yeah, okay
2: on. I, I I am in my office is in a room with a huge bay window to my left anyone who watched week one it was entirely lighting on have curtains I have full <laughs> blackout
1: blinds there right now they're not working, they oh, no.
2: working. they're not they're, the they're
1: working there the room is completely black They're working perfectly. It's just he has, like, the spotlight on his face. Anyway, Rob, what's your gold pick?
2: Gold pick. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Um, I'm also taking a line that is worse now than where I bet it. doesn't really bother me. I still think that there is significant value. This is uh, a very ugly pooch, I would say, this week. I like the Indianapolis Colts, plus 5.5, minus 110 at DraftKings. I think this is a... Very big overreaction. Um, So let's talk about the Colts. This is going to be their first home game. So we've only seen them play two games away from home right now. And they've really, really been offensively challenged in both of them. The Houston game, they gained 500 and something yards of total offense. They had seven trips inside the Houston 40 that ended in six points. To me, that's a lot of luck that's involved with that. I think anyone who watched the Texans Colts, knows that that final was a little bit misleading last week. They lose Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. That's two of their top three receivers that are out going into the Jacksonville game. If there's one team in the league that I would say, I do not want them without two of their top three receivers. It's probably the Indianapolis Colts. Pittman is tracking towards playing this week. Pierce is a full participant in practice. They will have their full complement of receivers they get Shaq Leonard back on defense as well, which I think is huge for that defense. One of the more underrated players in the league. And I think someone who actually substantially matters for the point spread. I, I, I'm i not a big believer in look-ahead lines. I've talked about this kind of stuff before, but if you were to bet KC Indy last week, the spread was KC minus three. There's been quite an adjustment this week based off of the fact that Indianapolis looks so horrible. They might be terrible. That's a possibility. I think the probability is that they're not. They're closer to what we thought prior to the season, and they will eventually get going. And Kansas City's win over the Chargers last week, a lot of that was smoke and mirrors as well. You know, that easily could have gone against them. Chargers implode like they usually do for the most part, leading the majority of that game. So uh, I just think that this line is wrong um I trust my numbers I'm willing to back Indianapolis in this spot
0: and another thing Rob is I I I basically packed both of your picks I had in my super mineral pack more than three I so and I'll tell Rob you know the way I think Rob I love those dogs that people first of all they could have hung a line at seven and still you know still got Chiefs money everyone thinks the Indianapolis Colts are the worst team and people remember what they saw last Why is it five and a half? It's there to sucker you in with Kansas City. Rob, I love that pick. It's in my minerals, but I'm not going to use the same one. But I'm telling you, I think the Colts can win this game outright.
1: It's funny because we had this conversation on the spread show and even Cust, Rob, was able to identify. We all picked the Colts. And maybe we're all just complete jabronis uh, about (laughs) looking at this spread. Maybe the Colts are just... You live with this sort of thing where maybe the Colts are just truly awful. And that would track based on what we've seen, especially last week that, like... I know he was down two receivers. Matt Ryan was god awful. He had no time. Like that offensive line doesn't look great. Like the Chiefs might win this game by 30. That said, even just, I know that you don't love looking at like, here's the money coming in and that sort of thing. Here's the amount of bets. But I can't imagine, Rob, that Kansas City isn't the most publicly bet team this week. And the spread is moving towards the Colts.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, it doesn't factor into my, my equation. So essentially, if lots of money's coming in on Kansas City and the line's moving towards the Colts, that means that anyone's you know, accounts that's profiled as a sharp account that traditionally wins in the long run is likely betting the Colts in this game. That's why the sportsbook is moving it in the opposite direction. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like this myth that books want 50, 50 action on the game. They don't really care. They just want to have quote unquote, the right side in the game. Listen, it's week three of the NFL, right? You have your priors going into the year. We all think we know what the teams are going into the year. We have months to bet these season win totals. We thought the Colts were going to be a double-digit win team. They were a a team with a win total of 10, 10 and a half. They were favored minus 120 to win the division going into the year. They've had two bad games. Obviously, you have to account for that. You can't just dismiss those completely. But it's very possible that the Colts just played on the low end of their range. Every team has a range, right? And they're going to play some bad games over the course of the year, and they're going to play some good games over the course of the year. I, I still... I'm reluctant to believe that the Colts are just going to be this team that's battling for a lottery pick this season, essentially, or, or for the number one overall pick. I think they're much better than that on paper. They have a lot of good horses on defense. I think injuries were the uh, biggest cause of the horrible performance last week. And listen, the last thing I'll say about this, I'm not a big believer in trends, um, because. You know, you're typically looking at stuff that's happened in the past and trying to apply it. Yeah, to half the future.
0: of the players aren't even there. Like trends, are, it's, 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 ag- I look agree. at trends and I go, "Come on!" Like, but there, you, could, you could look at them, but I don't factor them into my gambling.
2: Sure, there's a lot of team-specific ones. Uh, you know, this team dating back to 1977 yeah, under cares? a full moon or whatever. But there are very strong trends that for teams that got shut out the week before. And part of the reason why is that they're typically undervalued in going into the next week, right? No one wants to bet on a team that they just watched score zero points and looked horrible. The following week, they tend to become a valuable bet for that exact reason because they're, you know, the line tends to be a little bit inflated on the game. So, um, you know, we can look back on this, this next week and KC won by thirty-five. That's within the range of outcomes that's possible. But I think this number is wrong. Like I, I just think that K, that
1: Indy is completely undervalued here. So Atlanta, Indy, Cam. Have you decided on a gold selection yet?
0: Well, both of you guys had my, my minerals, so I'm switching up my picks from basically the six and seven picks that I have. You know what, Pat? I'm going to do something stupid. Like Rob took a leap of faith, and I like his reasoning. Actually, I like that. I love that Indianapolis pick. I'm taking Carolina. Okay. Oh, I on. know they're a bad. I know. Yeah, no, Pat, Pat, you got to just listen to me on this one. The Saints have problems. They have, like Winston's hurt. It could be Big Ginger, Andy Dalton. Carolina hasn't won a game yet. These guys are 0-2. Divisional game. They've always played the Saints tough. Line goes to two and a half. I want three, but I tell you guys, I'm always trying to get more from you. And you know, you're getting a little bit tighter. You used to let me, you know, get it, get a couple things in my grocery cart. Now you're like, no, that's not happening. Carolina is going to find a way at home to beat the Saints. I'm taking two and a half points. Pat, I don't know. I'm looking at all these other games like Cincinnati, you know, against the Jets and this and that. There's a lot of things I like, but. I got to stick to my guns. I like Carolina at three, so I'll like it at two and a half. Give me the damn Panthers again. Just because they screwed me last week, see, I'm a forgiving forgiving guy. Basically, the girl I'm dating, I know she's having an affair, but I have problems too. Come back to me, baby. We'll go to the keg for a nice steak and let's go. Give me Carolina, those pesky cats, plus two and a half.
1: The Panthers, Rob,
0: are actually not pesky.
1: They are a fucking Ponzi scheme. They're bad, and they've lost to two of the worst-looking te- the worst looking teams. I know the Giants are 0-2, but they're not good. And the Panthers Panthers found a way to lose to them. The Saints, I don't love the Saints like apparently everyone else did coming into the year, but it looks like is going to be back in this game. Who knows with Jameis. Like, when you get Jameis down by... 13 he's going to look terrible but once he starts playing within himself in close games he's actually been all right as a member of the saints i just think the saints outclass them everywhere besides mccaffrey it's
2: possible i think my biggest concern with carolina is the coaching staff i think matt rule's an idiot i think ben mcadoo their offensive coordinator might be the worst like uh if you if you group the head coaches offensive coordinators defensive coordinators in the league he might be the worst of all of them horrible play calling on a week-to-week basis Um, this can never be new Orleans for me because of Jameis Winston. He's coming back from a knee injury last year. He's got a broken back right now. And now he's on the injury report this week with an ankle injury. So the guy is hobbled. I think it's a Carolina or nothing. The one thing I will say is going into the year, we did obviously our preseason bets show. I was high on the saints. I'm kind of changing my tune on that. Part of the reason why is the saints defensive line is not generating any pressure. Through two games, they are generating a pressure on 8.3% of opponents' dropbacks. That's the worst number in the league. They have hey, not faced... have I not face- even
0: Baker, right, Rob? You give them a little bit of time. I know Carolina sucks, but McCaffrey, Baker time, sounds good to me.
2: Exactly. And the thing is, the Saints have not played good O-lines. They've played the Atlanta offensive line. They've played Tampa Bay's offensive line. I think going into the year... People have said those are two below average offensive lines, but Cam hit the (laughs) nail on the head here. Baker, when he's kept clean this year, he has a 74.0 passing grade, according to PFF. When he's under pressure, 35. Go back to last year. When he's clean, 93 passing grade. When he's under pressure, 39. 2018, 2019, it's the same story, his entire career. If Baker's clean, he can perform. If he's not, he can't. And so far, we're seeing a Saints pass rush that's, Non existent, so for me, Panthers are nothing. I think this, you know, obviously, you'd love a three in the game, but I I don't even mind the two and a half.
1: I'm with Cam on this one. I think Carolina is very live in the
0: game. Yes,
1: Cam, you're going to be coming back on the show next week, and you're going to be talking about Kirk Van McAdoo over here trying to call plays, and it's not going to go well. He's going to do something boneheaded and like it won't you'll watch the game and you will be yelling at the tv that that, i listen, i had the pain i had money on the panthers week one i was just like no thank you to week two and i like the panthers side just they're entirely too frustrating to watch
0: pat you're a smart guy and, and and this is the thing about betting the nfl and you guys know this things change week to week all these overreactions happening early in the season like people are going oh yeah like kansas city's gonna roll indianapolis sure as rob said they can't but you have to look at the big picture and teams prior. This is a good matchup for Carolina. They used to beat these guys when Darnold was their quarterback. And I hate to say it, Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback when you give them time. They, Pat, they beat these guys in the division. They always play the Saints tough. And why is that line two and a half? People think it's free money gambling. Nothing. You don't get free lunches in the world, people. I know it's a risky pick, but give me those damn Panthers. Pat, I'm going to be like... I know the sound effects sometimes don't come through on the mic, but I'm telling you, you just because a team pisses you off one week, I like to get back on them. I'm giving them another chance.
1: See, I actually think that the Panthers are overvalued, Rob. When I was looking at the fewest amount of wins market right now, that mm-hmm. the Panthers are currently 10-1 to 1 to have the fewest wins in football. It makes them like the fourth worst team or something like that. The heaviest favorite is Atlanta. You stack these teams up next to each other. Maybe it's just I love Atlanta too much, but Atlanta's better than the Panthers. I don't know that they are
2: personally it's close. Yeah, I mean, I I would make Carolina favored on neutral over Atlanta. With but, that said, but, but, I mean, but
1: why? What 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 is it that you see from the Panthers that makes them better than Atlanta? Their roster. <laughs> I mean, li, li, like prior, yeah, their roster is what I, is what I see. So you, you you I, would take the Carolina I, offense over the Atlanta yeah. offense? No, and you would take the defense like. True and true, like this defense is a May, like Atlanta's defense, as we talked about, not great. Better pass defense than run defense, which is more important. And they're actually getting a pass rush for the first time in years, which is somewhat shocking. Carolina's defense is like, okay, I feel like it's a paper tiger. That when you run a spreadsheet, it looks, they're the San Diego, or sorry, San Diego, now I'm Tim. They're the Los Angeles Chargers of defenses. Like, hey, the models love them, but in reality, they're not that good. Possibly but I mean if we look at the two games
2: this year uh, if we look at week one against Cleveland they held Cleveland to a much worse output offensively than the Jets did last week if we're using a comparable and I mean against the Giants they generated tons of pressure last week they lose the game but they didn't give up 20 points in it either Uh, I don't know I, I, I like even Atlanta's best defensive player, AJ Terrell, he's getting, you know, he's been cooked so far this year. His, his passing grades in terms of defensively are poor. I'm not saying that Atlanta can't be better than Carolina, but, like, if you're going to give me a head-to-head matchup between the two today on a neutral and say, who you picking to win, I'd still take Carolina.
1: I mean, I think that comparing with seeing how good their defense looked by expectation against Daniel Jones and Jacoby Percent is a bit much. You know what, Pat? We'll get a good
0: barometer this week. If Carolina plays a game and beats beats the Saints... Yes. If they get blown out in this game, then we might not be taking them very much longer, but I have to give them another sh- uh, chance. Rob Dick digs deeper into the stats than I do. Sometimes I look at numbers. I I, I, I do feel I do it all, but I, you got to trust the gut. And the gut told me the first thing, when I looked at the board this week, I go, Carolina is going to beat the saints and I'm sticking to it. When you change picks, bad things happen.
1: Agreed. And Hey, you're the best gold picker of all of us. So maybe I should just tail you on go this one, one.
0: year hey one year rob's rob's doing the best now well yeah, no. give credit
1: where credit's due there, it's, rob. it's it's rob and me we're both undefeated with the gold pitch, oh but... yeah,
0: sorry <laughs> you give yourselves the old barry Artwitz. i just want us all to win because the more we win the better it is for everybody right we either have Pat, it's like in life we either suck like if we go and three every week people fade you that's good the worst thing you could be in gambling is 24 and 24 like you either got to be good or you got to be lousy because in the middle it sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that's the that's the great benefit of Cust of why people like watching this show and when he's on, exactly. like he's so bad at picks. People just take. Did Rob? Did and, you see? And did by the way, did you, Pat, see, did you see? the Wagyu
0: beef? Wait, like what's he talking? Ooh, like he's talking about like, oh yeah, me and my Perry Perry Rub. I'm like this guy just like yes yes it's a very oh it melts in your mouth yes that's why it's expensive it's the best damn beef in the world i'm like and i'm getting mocked for my peri peri dry rub take rob you got to be on my back for this one like he was talking about like wagyu beef like it's some new invention like it's been around for a while anyway i love by the way cuss i love you as a person but i just have to defend myself when they're when those guys attack my cooking uh skills and spices
1: rob are you in is wagyu wagyu beef your <laughs> gold pick Well, Wagyu's awesome.
2: Obviously, I mean, I think the the people who are down on Wagyu, it's because like, it's hard to consume a lot of it, right? It's very rich. It's not like a traditional steak. It's more like eating butter than it is like eating steak. So some people give it a a bad rap and like, oh, this is overrated because they go and try to eat like nine ounces, 12 ounces of Wagyu. Like that's not what you're supposed to do. It's like a, a two, three ounce thing. Order a big Wagyu amongst your friends cut it up No, and uh, i I, and I, I
1: highly disagree i pounded back 14 ounces the other night and i could have eaten 40
0: pat dude do, do i still sound okay i just realized i'm not wearing a mic
1: yeah no you, was, you you've sounded you sounded like rob did before but we just we let it go
0: i'm i'm so sorry man i just did the show last night and no, that's it right it's world.
1: okay you can take your shirt off too if you want to no nah, yeah, nah, not yet
0: not yet not yet Maybe later on in the season. We'll see how things go.
1: All right. Well Rob but
0: I don't know where my mic is. It's fine. You sound so,
1: fine. You listen. Listen. Oh no, no.
0: This is you know, you to sound good. We get Rob shots. You know what, Rob, you could take one at me for being an absolute uh earbox, as Richard well, Garner used like, to say, Stooge.
2: I feel like it's deserved because I joined I, this morning on the Zoom call and you were, you know. Patting yourself. Oh, Pizzola! You don't know technology and this and that. And I, oh, look at I me. Know. I got, I I got my perfect I just setup. Didn't, I zoomed I just in didn't on my screen. my
0: mic fell off and went oh, through my okay. shirt. Like, okay, but I, but yes. No, I, yeah. I attacked you, and that's the karma I get. I should just be a nice guy, a nice bear instead of a grizzly that mauls people. I get it. We
2: took it all. We brought them to
0: our land.
2: <laughs> An endless night,
0: amber hot and icy cold.
2: um, I am go- just going to check the line here really quickly. Okay. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams minus three and a half at Arizona. Um, I think Arizona still stinks, except for some fourth quarter garbage time scoring against the Chiefs and basically the final, I was it, eight or nine minutes of the game against the Raiders last Sunday. I think they've been extremely badly outplayed. Uh, if you strip out garbage time from this season, they have the 31st ranked offense in terms of EPA, only ahead of the Saints, marginally ahead of the Saints. That's how bad their offense has been. Their defense, dead last. But most importantly, uh, I do think matchups are important in the NFL. And Arizona blitzes more than any team in the NFL. They have blitzed on 50% of their defensive plays this season, but they generate a pressure on just one third of them. So they're blitzing a lot, but not generating as much pressure. What killed Matt Stafford in week one against Buffalo? Buffalo sent one blitz the entire game. They dropped everyone into coverage. Stafford is very good at beating the blitz. He sucks against coverage. Uh, I think Arizona needs to blitz right now because their secondary stinks. They have injuries in the secondary. If you know, It's not like they can play a, a coverage like other teams can because they don't have the bodies to do so. So I think that creates a very bad matchup for them this week against the Rams. I'm not putting too much stock into the Rams final last week. They were very comfortably ahead of the Falcons. And then a lot of shit just basically went haywire there. Block punt return. Like anything. You know, that could-
0: oh, yeah. The safety at the end too. Like people don't understand. If you didn't watch that game, it, it got weird. I agree with you, Rob. Uh, they should
1: have blown them out by more. Fun fact about that safety at the end of the game. It won me $2,000 on DraftKings. So that was fun. Are are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had Falcons D, and they they scored the touchdown. It boosted me up in the standings, and those two points li- like did a leapfrog for me over like thirteen people. And I ended up coming like sixth in some giant GPP. Nice. That's pretty cool. But honest, honestly, it was the right move in the game. So it's not like you say it was uh, just
2: random. They, they, they should have took a safety. They should also just tackled everybody off the line that of scrimmage. Like yes. they, they only ran like five seconds off the clock and there was still seven seconds left at the end of the game there. It made no sense to do that. But yeah, I mean, like it, it to me, it, I, I do think styles make fights a lot of the time. I think there's a reason that the Cardinals consistently lose to the Rams year in and year out. They're now one in 10, the last 11 times that they played them. A lot of these have been Kyler Murray starts where he's been horrible, including in the playoffs last year where the Rams smoked them. Um, I, I, think this is a short price money's coming on Arizona. I don't really care. I, I think the Cardinals are still a very fraudulent team.
1: Yeah. This was going to be my bronze pick. I'll switch that up because I was deciding between two of them, uh, in the Kyler Murray era, the Cardinals have not come close to covering this number in Arizona against the Rams. Like, damn it. It, it has not been close. Do you guys know
0: every pick we've made so far is on like my hit list?
1: That's not good. But,
2: or maybe it's, well, it's great. A good thing you, know. It's a good thing you no, make like good. nine picks before the show because now you can pivot.
0: Pivot. Yeah, no, but I, as I said, Pat, it's your show. What I'm going to do at the end is I also like ding, 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 if you allow me to do that because some people like to play the board. Other people are more disciplined. I like to bet a lot of
1: games because yeah, that's who I am. We'll, 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 we'll call it, what is it called, the Yankee? We'll call it the Yankee Parlay with Cam, and you can give your seven picks. <laughs> I like it.
0: I like it. I, I, I'm telling you, Pat. I feel good about this week. I, I like. I, I'm in agreement. Actually, the one that's probably uh, got the most heat is uh, my Carolina Panther play. But
1: yeah, and, okay. and Rob likes it. Now, I just I don't trust the Panthers whatsoever. Here's one that you guys are probably going to massively disagree on, but I am very committed to this silver pick, uh, and I have some alt money total on this as well. Buffalo Bills minus six in Miami. Everyone. Love it. Everyone who said that Miami is trash and Miami isn't good. I wasn't one of those people. They were my gold pick last week. Had a, I mean, it came through. It wasn't the most exciting uh, exciting time for me, the first like 40 minutes of that game. But we got there when all was said and done. But now everyone who Tua has made look stupid through two weeks is now like, well, they're going to keep it close against the Bills. Maybe Tua's not as bad Mm -hmm. as we thought. Here's the deal. Yes, I understand that the Bills have no secondary. They're all banged up. And yeah. You can get Jalen Waddle on slants. You can get him behind the defense. Tyreek is a real problem. You know when they stop becoming a real problem, Rob? When Tua has pressure in his face from four guys rushing him every single drop back. That is not going to work against the Buffalo Bills. They are generating so much pressure without blitzing that Tua is going to. Tua is far more likely to throw four picks than two touchdowns in this game. Love it. Uh, I'm, I'm, listen, you're I, you're a coward is what you are. You're like, Oh, two, I'm scared to two now. No I'm bills, not, and I'm up, not, Another, another
0: thing is quickly the bills mafia travels. You know, the history of this, they love going, this is their vacation. Hell they will. You, you think that the home home opener bills, bill's mafia there's so many snowbirds that live down from western new york that live in florida anyway that stadium is going to be packed with bill's fans too i'm not going to say that's a reason just to bet them but it's not even like i don't think miami even has a huge home field advantage in this spot
1: they it's, do. no, it's hot don't, don't forget it's hot out yeah yeah, I know, is. and
0: Buffalo gets that the hot sideline. I understand what's going on. Oh yeah, uh, anyway, but it, it, it's it's,
1: it's good to know that. I mean, that's the one thing I always forget about the NFL that these players are actually from the cities that they play, and they've never been. You're in Buffalo, you've never experienced hot weather before. How can they do it? There is there is a baked-in home field advantage in uh, hot and humid
2: conditions for Miami. This is there it they they extremely outperform their. I guess, point spreads in games where it is hot, sunny, and humid. Part of that is obviously because of the sideline that's being placed in the sun on the other part. And Miami does wear their white jerseys at home. The other team wears dark jerseys. I can't say how much of an impact it is, but historically speaking, there is an impact on Miami uh, early on in the year from this. I can't get over the Bills defensive injuries. I really can't. I don't think they're going to generate as much pressure as you think they are, Pat, personally. Um, Von Miller up against Ron Armstead, I think is very different from what he's faced over the course of the past few weeks. I also think that the bills not blitzing is not the way to beat Tua. I think if you wanted to beat Tua, you actually send the house as much as possible. And I don't think they're afforded that ability this week. Uh, adding Dane Jackson now to the injury list, Micah Hyde probably going to miss this game as well. Uh, so I don't see this, the way that the dolphins really stop the bills, but I also don't think that I think this is the one where we start to question like whether the bills defense was as good as we thought they were, because I think they played two quarterbacks where Leslie Frazier's style of defense really works. And as much as I don't think like, I don't, I'm not a, a, I don't buy into the two a hype necessarily. I think that like the reality is he's put up a lot of what he's done late in games, garbage time, but uh, I cannot ignore the receivers for Miami against a secondary, and I don't think that the Bills' style of defense, which is play coverage, uh, is the way to beat Tua, historically speaking. If you do look at that, uh, Tua's numbers versus uh, when blitzed versus when not blitzed, his grades are much higher when he's not
1: blitzed. Well, when you're not blitzed, generally you don't see a lot of pressure. I mean, they're probably going to get at Oliver back for this game. I think that the Bills are going to have no problem getting through this Swiss cheese offensive line it's like every team in the offseason that upgraded their offensive line just turns out they have terrible offensive lines uh yes but like i I mean armstead is a little bit hurt he
2: is on the practice report so i mean there is maybe something there where if he were out of the game i would probably switch by lean towards buffalo because i think that that matchup is is crucial (laughs) in this game miami lost their right tackle a couple weeks ago his name's austin jackson that was probably an upgrade in the fact that he was horrible. So uh and the right tackle held up extremely well against Baltimore last week. So uh I don't know. I, I my number is very close to six in this game. Uh I, I I don't really have many bad things to say about Buffalo other than that. I do think that the secondary issues are a problem for this game in specific.
1: Uh, Cam, if you want to get in with me, minus 16 and a half plays three to one for the Buffalo Bills over the Miami Dolphins.
0: I think the Bills win this game by, uh, I'm not going to do 16 and a half, but I think they win the game by 13 points. I think they cover the number, Pat. I love your pick. All right. Uh, what do, what do you, to, to everything. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's, what, what do you, roll Buffalo.
1: What do you got cooking up for the silver pick?
0: Uh, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Okay. What do you like more? Tennessee. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Raiders minus one and a half versus Tennessee, or Denver plus one and a half, home to San Francisco?
1: I like both those sides. I'd probably take Denver, because I can't imagine anyone else is betting on Denver this week. I am. Yeah, I like them too.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Denver. Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back. Okay. Hey, Niners, What did they really do against Seattle? Not much when you think about it. Like, like you guys should you didn't even play that good in that game in Seattle. They're my team. They suck. They could be the worst team in the National Football League this year. This is a get-right spot. Everyone's down on Russell Wilson. I know they have some injuries, Rob, going into it. Judy's a little bit banged up. Uh, Sertan, but I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play because they're day-to-day. You know what? Denver at home, statement game here. Everybody's down on them. That's when I buy the stock. That's what I learned from my girlfriend in business. You buy things, you know, it's it's common sense. It's at its lowest point, I'll buy it. And Denver is not as bad as a start. They will get better. Give me the damn Denver Broncos, plus one and a half against San Francisco.
2: I like this, Rob. Uh, I do too. So I, I have not bet this yet, but there's a pretty decent chance I will bet Denver this oh, week, just, just depending just, on the injuries.
1: Just wait till this is like three, three and a half when everyone's chasing losses on Sunday night.
2: Well, for, well, that's true as well. But like I, the injury report, I can't ignore it for Denver. Like It's obviously concerning. Um, they do probably get – I know KJ Hamler practiced yesterday, so maybe if Judy's out, they do get Hamler back. They're going to get an offensive lineman back in Billy Turner. But to me, it's Patrick Sertan and Randy Gregory who are not practicing on defense. Um, that's going to open up some holes. Regardless, I, I don't see a scenario where I would make the 49ers favored in this game unless everything – goes against Denver on the injury report. And we get George Kittle back for San Fran, who I think is actually like a massive impact for that offense overall. Um, no argument on my end. I think this is a a Broncos or nothing. It just might be a nothing for me, depending on how the injury report plays out.
1: All right. Well, okay, Cam, let's keep this rolling then. Are you going to use Vegas as your bronze pick? Uh,
0: um, I'm going to ask you another question. Hit I know me. the same type of thing. I do like Vegas. Maybe that'll be in my extra amplified uh what do you what do you call it the Yankee Parlay? Yeah, had the the big one. What do you guys think of the Washington Commanders against Philly?
1: I worry that Washington can't stop the run, and that's a real problem against Philly.
0: That's such a cam pick though. Philly overinflated. Oh, it's just I, I, I really want I, to take
1: the Commanders. I agree down. with you, but like, I don't know. It's it's tough to. It's a
0: divisional game cam, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, and
2: you're you're. you're you're dying to bet on the worst coordinators in football this week. You got Ben Ben McAdoo already. You're going to get the Jack Del Rio experience on defense for Washington. They
0: see you're right, Fazola. Like when it comes to brain trust, not there, but probably good guys to drink with at the bar. They True. Look like yeah. They yeah. Run. Agreed. Like, Del, like, I, have a I, I would say McAdoo and Del Rio would be great drinking buddies. Like would, they can go all night. Would you, you know, go? Pat, would
1: you go to karaoke uh, with Ben McAdoo?
0: Yes, definitely. I would. I'd sing a duet with him. I like Ben McAdoo. He seems like a cool guy. It's just unfortunate that he makes has to make decision in national football league games. But as a human being, I bet he's a great guy. I bet he's party I he seems like a real party machine. Yes, I like McAdoo. What else do I like? D. Uh oh, man. So you guys are kind of shutting down my commanders. They call me Cam Commander on the show this
2: week. Well, we're not uh, shutting it down. I, I I think both I think we'll both I'm I'm speaking on behalf of Pat here, but I think we're just indifferent on the game, yes. is more than anything. Fair I'm enough. indifferent.
0: Fair enough. Oh, okay. You know what? It's, uh, I can't. See, I hate Pat. I need extended minerals. I can't do three. It drives me in. It uh, just makes me nuts. I love, I, I just want to bet, bet every game. I like
1: it. Dude, what do you guys, you guys like the Raiders? Yeah. I like the Raiders. I like, I like the Raiders. I mean, it, it kind of works against what you've been doing with the Colts, with Denver, Carolina, buying these undervalued teams. But I think... Tennessee might be already past the point of no return for injuries. Like, Lewin's out for the year now. Yeah. Okay,
2: I'll
0: take the Raiders. And if they don't cover and the commanders do, I have to rethink my whole approach to this show and stick with my guns. But I like the the family team aspect, and I'm still going to bet – Rob, I love the Colts, but I don't want us all to have the same – Commanders, I'll just bet it. You're right. Give me, give me the Raiders. The Raiders had an epic collapse against Arizona last week, and I'll tell you, they are going to shred Tennessee. Buffalo didn't even bring their A game, and they embarrassed these guys. Hey, hopefully Willis comes back in the game. That was a, that was a train wreck. The Tennessee Titans, as I said at the start of the year, Rob, I'll give myself to Barry Horowitz. I said this team's going to suck. I have my wins under nine and a half. I, I don't believe in them. I think the Raiders go in there and get it done. And what are we laying one and a half? Yes, go
1: Raiders. The Raiders could be two and zero right now, and obviously they're not because they've blown it late in games. But I just one and a half seems like the right spread in this game. But I feel like this is Raiders by ten. Rub.
2: I have no strong opinion. Uh, so there's two games this week where I would have loved to bet against both of those teams, and they're playing each other. <laughs> this is one of them. The other one is the Monday Nighter, which is Dallas and the Giants. Train wreck. Kind of waiting for. I, I was very disappointed looking at the schedule and seeing that these teams play each other. I echo everything you guys are saying about the Titans. I think huge problems now that the left tackle's gone. Derek Henry's kind of fallen off a cliff as well. He's not getting the yards after contact that he used to. Make and him that, run
0: sideways. That's, that just limits the concept. offense.
2: Yep. Uh, but the the Raiders' offensive line is also quite terrible. Uh, I'm going to be concerned about them going <laughs> forwards. I don't know that the Titans are the team that necessarily exposes that overall. Um, I, I, I don't have a strong feel. I think I, I slightly lean to the Raiders, but um, just no
1: no strong feel on this game at all. Per oh, DVOA, God. the two worst teams in football overall are the Colts and the Titans, Rob. Yeah. Through that two sounds weeks. about right. Yeah. That so sounds d- about right. Do you got a bronze pick? I th-
2: yeah, I'll go with the team with the worst DVOA offense through the first two weeks of the season, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. I will I lay... Love-
0: this is what I'm talking about. Like, I, yes, Rob, yes, they're going to murder the Jets, right? I, I,
2: like I don't jets. know that they're going to murder I like the jets. 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 I like the Jets. It's, it's, it's very possible that the Bengals are just a heaping pile of garbage as well. But again, I, I deal with probabilities more so than anything. I'm not, you know, I, I do think that what Dallas and Pittsburgh brought to the table in terms of having TJ Watt and Micah Parsons against Cincinnati the jets are a different breed like they're 30th in pass rush win rate this year in the league they don't generate much of a pass rush what a miracle comeback last week for the jets everyone oh the jets upset they 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 were they lost the game 30 to 17 if nick chubb just goes down the game is over they lose by 13 points and the narrative around the jets is completely different Everyone played praising Joe Flacco last week. Take the final two minutes out of the game. The jets offense was 20th in success rate out of the 32 teams that, that played last week. So uh, I don't know. I think this is just a, a, I don't, I hate like to use the, the get right game because maybe the Bengals are not going to get right. But I just think all the problems that the other defenses cause them in week one and two are not what the jets do well on defense. And I'm just not high on the jets offense either. And, and, Whatever we you know whatever we say about Cincinnati, their defense has actually played pretty well so far this year as well. So uh, I'll lay it. I, I think this number should be closer to seven. I think just the adjustment over the course of one week. What you know, Cam Cam did talk about liking Dallas last week, but I did. The Bengals right, were buddy. seven and a half point favorites against Dallas, and now they're on the other side. They're five and a half in this game. So we've seen an, an adjustment through seven because of last week's games i don't i don't know that that shift is is warranted so. rob
0: a, a question a question are an those, answer is, i have an those, answer are those snakes on your shirt or is that a coiled up snake or is it just a design
2: they are um part of the reason why is i was going to go with the patriots as one of my picks this week and i wanted a theme uh, the snakes as well that's what i refer what the hell to.
0: does a patriot have to do with a snake
2: the entire franchise it's not oh, the, it's oh, not meant to be literally got, a snake.
0: sorry yeah snakes uh, yeah yes yes the deflate gate yes i, I <laughs> right. get it so yes but that's kind of a reach there pat right snakes and then i'm assuming Patriots. i i get your theories rob but no anyway. i i actually just it looks like a, sh- a, uh, the rattles it had
2: nothing to do with the actual patriots i just made that up on the spot i just you like the, the patriots this week I, I don't i personally do but pa- i did patriots are terrible mac jones patriots Patriots are another team that's played two road games this year and we're judging them based off of the two road I'll games.
0: I'll agree with that, but I don't know. I'm not that, no, that game to me is an untouchable game. I want to take Baltimore, but I'm staying away. I'm not betting New England either. And I bet the board, I'm not touching that game.
1: It's funny. I, I, there's a lot of games that I do like. Oh, Cal, you know what, Cam? I'm going to give you plus three on the Carolina yes. Panthers. You know what, Pat? That's it, what I
0: love about you. I was just going to ask. I refreshed it and it's three. Thank you for being true. I'm on the site right now. <laughs> No BS. Carolina went to three. Pat, keen eye, buddy. I was just going to say that after the snake comment with Rob's uh, shirt there.
1: I'm ahead of you on it. We're okay. I just saw it move to three. We're good. It actually worked against me for my bronze pick. Maybe I need a new bronze pick here. I like the Steelers on Thursday night a lot. Uh, this I bet it at five and a half when it opened. It's down to four now. I actually like the over in this game too. I think the people are – Short week to, like, bad offenses just means defensive scores in my mind, and just we've seen this happen a bunch. Like, when the total is under 45 on Thursday Night Football, I believe the over hits around, like, a 70% rate, something crazy like that. And it's just usually lack of preparation. There's a bunch of injuries in this game. It's not that I like the Pittsburgh offense. I do like the Pittsburgh defense. I like the Browns' offensive line, so I think you're going to see a lot of running and you're going to see a potential turnover and opportunistic play from the Steelers here. Yeah, lost a hook as the as it goes along. So I'll run these ones by you guys. So Rob, I have it down to the Steelers, the Lions, mm. the Ravens, and now the Texans. Now that they're back at plus three, you want to start, Rob? I like uh, Cleveland.
0: I like Cleveland on Thursday. That's just me, though. I think I'm on an island. No, uh,
2: I'm I'm with you. I, I I think that the the weather, like the winds, are more conducive to favoring Cleveland in the game. Pittsburgh like, can't run the ball, and they I, they can't throw the ball. I don't know how they're going to yeah. score. No, that's yeah. a good
0: point. Uh, Pat, Eileen, Lions. Haven't bet it yet. Uh, the other one, Eileen, Texans. And what was your other selection?
1: It was going to be the Ravens against New England because New England. I, New, as, New, as, I, as I told you, New, New England's bad. That
0: game, that game's that game's dead to me. I like so, the. I I take the Lions or Texans.
1: Houston's gone back is? to three. Now? Yeah, yeah. Houston just dropped
2: like, back to three. So my opinion is that needing. Chicago to win by four, four yeah. to win a bet is a very bad bet in my opinion. That's yep. not to say that Houston's good because I like I think the Texans' offense is is horrible <laughs> as well. But needing Chicago to win by four, I w- I I could never possibly place that bet. So I think out of all the ones you listed, Houston is the best.
1: Well, much. this this was sort of the same thing. I mean, that's the reason that why I was. I mean, I know the Jets should not have covered last week and lost, but they didn't. They ended up covering just. When it was five and a half, and even with four, like do do I really want to lay four points with Jacoby Brissett? I do not. I really don't. I just, and I. It's not that I, I put it this way. If it was the reverse spread, I would take the Browns. Like, just make this game a pick 'em because they're two terrible quarterbacks.
2: I get it. Um, and, and a lot of these games between Pittsburgh and Cleveland have been close over the years as well, and that includes with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger at at quarterback. Um, for me, it's just honestly, I've upgraded Cleveland because of the weather. It's 20 mile an hour winds. I think this is a very heavy running game. I think that the Browns are better at both lines of scrimmage and they can really run on anyone at the end of the day. Whereas Pittsburgh, I just have no faith. Like I could see this being a, you know, 13. I don't even know if they're going to be kicking field goals in the wind or not, but like a 13 to three, 13 to six type of thing. I think the Browns win 20 to nine. It's a lot of field goals in the, in the, in the (laughs) the wind. Nine. Sometimes they get
0: sometimes the wind will change directions, though, Rob, depending on which team is going down the field.
2: Yes, I'm no meteorologist. I don't know if it's a crosswind or if it's blowing one way or the other. I couldn't tell you that right now.
0: Call the weather network.
2: That's my score. You know what scares me to death about betting against Pittsburgh, though, is when Kenny Pickett finally comes in mid game and then just lights it up because Trubisky is hot guard. I don't think it's going to happen
0: this week, though, Rob. It will happen soon, though. I think they're going to give him like a chance to do it this game. And then if things go. Brutal. It's a
2: picket time. Do you remember in the off season where everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Mitch has been learning behind Josh Allen and the Bills on <laughs> like how they sold Mitch Trubisky as a good quarterback to other like I I don't understand how that happened, but yes, no, it's clear that Trubisky is still the same old quarterback. They're doing all this like moving pocket stuff for him as well, so that they don't have to pass protect as long. It's not working. Nothing's working with the Steelers' offense, but. um yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think that's going to... If if there was ever a Thursday night football game that I'm going to fall asleep on the coach to, it's going to be the
1: Browns and Steelers. So Houston plus three will be my bronze selection for the week. The Texans have legit not been bad so far this year. Yep. And I mean, I know that they won week one, but Chicago looked like ass on Sunday night. They're, just, be- they're, they're throwing 11 times a game and they're down by 20. You want
2: to... This is a stat that almost sounds made up but the bears have blitzed one time this season in two games That's and they and, no and they've generated a pressure on 41 percent of opposing dropbacks it doesn't make any sense to me this is my concern with houston is that davis mills absolutely sucks when he's under he's the worst quarterback in the league under pressure statistically speaking with that said How? Who is gonna lay three points? I don't understand who's gonna lay three points with Chicago. I don't get it. Like they, their offense is horrible. Their defense is horrible. At least with Houston, they have a semblance of a defense, right? Like Houston through two weeks. Okay, they gave up the 500 yards to the the the, um, Colts in week one, but they forced some turnovers. They got some stops last week against Denver. Defense held up. At least there's like. There's one unit on the field that's not terrible in this game, and I think it's the Houston defense.
1: And when you look at it on the other side of the ball, I mean, it's two games. And with the, like, Chicago was number one in adjusted sack rate last year. So the fact they can generate pressure even without blitzing doesn't super stun me, but they can't stop the run. And they haven't been able to do that through two games. Now, they played two very run-heavy teams. But I was super impressed when they finally handed the ball to Damian Pierce last week. He looked really good. And they were able to run block for him. So if they can mm-hmm. control the game that way, I just, I don't, I don't see how the Bears are going to score.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, the the biggest concern, and it's always going to be a concern when betting the Texans, is Lovey Smith. When it comes down to it,
1: yeah. But Lo- I mean, but Lovey's
2: got no, them going. Rob, Ro- Lovey's got them going. No, you hold on. very
0: hard on everyone. Sorry, Pat. He's very <laughs> hard on everybody. Davis Mills, Lovey Smith. Yeah, Rob, is, is Rob, anybody gonna get some credit? I'm for, I'm
2: hard on people that are well below average at their jobs. Rob Rob Rob, Rob
1: is saying that he would just make a better head coach in the NFL than all these guys who have all the experience. He's classic internet I think, guy. Classic internet I think, guy. Rob Pizzol. No. Nope. <laughs> When, when you're at, the head coach in the NFL,
2: really has two main responsibilities yeah. because their, their coordinators are dealing with a lot of the, the game plans on offense and defense. You have two responsibilities as a head coach, in my mind one is to get the team motivated and make sure that they show up to play and they're giving it their all on every game. And I think Lovey Smith can do that. The second is to not make decisions in game that cost your team win probability. And there's a dozen coaches in the league that do that they, they they punt on fourth and one from the 36 yard line or fourth and inches or they hey carol do, you hey, know carol. exactly so like that to me is the two requirements of being a head coach get the team up for every game don't make stupid decisions in game and if you can't do both of them then like i don't really respect you as a head coach because there's like dan campbell i love that guy because he's he gets the guy the team motivated And he's analytically savvy as well he makes proper decisions in game there's so many of those coaches around it should not be that difficult so when i trash lovey smith it's because he's constantly making decisions in game that put his team at a disadvantage and when you when you're betting you obviously don't want that
0: did we lose pat no no i'm right here i'm right here oh i just just don't see you anymore
1: oh there you are okay (laughs) The camera wasn't on me; it was on Rob.
0: Oh, I know. I, I understand. Alex. Sorry, it's been, I'm, I'm working a lot of hours. i doing doing a lot of stuff. No, I know, Rob. You are hard on people, and uh, and by the way, this analytics bullshit—like you know—I I look at it too. But that Chargers coach is a stooge. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this and this. Staley's an idiot, and I don't yeah. care. And you gave Nasty all all that credit too. <sighs> Whatever, man. You got to feel the flow of the game. It's not just about numbers. It's about both. It's like gambling—feel, research numbers lines everything it's not just about oh the probability of this is blah no i don't give a fuck about the probability
2: well actually I mean, game he's feeling the game this year and it's not working out for them he made some costly decisions against the chiefs last week but right. because because it wasn't a fourth down that didn't get converted nobody talks about it but no it is about numbers it's actually about numbers it's about it's about making the decision on the field that improves your probability in the long run it is strictly about numbers in that in that and the problem is with staley now is he's succumbed to the pressure of last year with everybody calling him out on it and he talked about this in the offseason about how he's going to be a little bit more conservative on his side of the field and part of that is just because of the amount of pressure that's put on coaches but it it, last week's chiefs game he cost them a huge amount by not being as aggressive as he should have against kansas city a team that's going to score like it's it, it it is about numbers i think it's no, no, exclusively I mean, no, about i'm numbers. just
0: saying though rob from a guy that's played sports and like you know i'm not gonna not not like the highest levels or whatever but good enough sometimes you there there's things that happen in a game that you need to feel just because you might get this first down there there's certain things if their offense isn't doing well you could pin them deep and do there anyway i agree with it i think you should be aggressive but you also have to know the flow of the game you can't just it's not it's not being played on a calculator, a computer. But, There's a lot of things going on, man. That's all I'm the, saying.
2: But the people who knock analytics are not understanding that that's accounted for. I'm not for. knocking
0: analytics. I'm just but saying a lot of the that, time, just just because something says go for it all the time, you got to think about both sides of the equation. That's it's all not,
2: I'm saying. It does not say go for it all the time. This is the challenge. Yeah. It's creating a probability that you're going to get get the first down or the other team is not. So for yeah. example, in game, you can say that this opposing, de- uh, we can't stop this opposing offense. So they're going to get the first down 80% of the time. You can adjust numbers and then make a decision based off of that. And But almost exclusively on like fourth and inches, fourth and one on yes. the opposing side of the field, you should be going for it. I period. agree with that. And there's coaches that still punt in that situation. And it costs the team win expectancy. Um, I mean, there's there's countless examples, but I, I think that's the, the the issue with the the different crowds, right? There's obviously a crowd that supports analytics, there's a the people that hate it, but the people that hate it, I think don't have a, a generally good enough understanding of what goes into the decision. It's not just like, oh, we're blindly gonna go for it at this point. No, it's like we have the expectation that we're gonna convert a first down on 38% of the plays here. That and, and that's input into a model. And then the model's going to spit out whether the probability is worth it or not. No, I
0: believe in the models and stuff. But the thing that I have problems with, when you have a fourth and inches and some jackass is in the shotgun, you then you got to gain yeah. all those things. Like a lot of the things that, I, okay, I will agree with this. It has to do with the play calling in the situations. But if you don't go for it on fourth and inches from like inside the 50, I agree with you. That's that's playing scared. I'm just saying sometimes you need to look at the other team and their ineffectiveness and put them in positions to even get worse. They punt, you get field position. Anyway, this is a story for another day, Rob, and I respect you. I know Pat's a numbers guy, too. I respect the models. I think they're very important. I think coaches, though... My only point is I think you just gotta feel game games a little bit yeah, more, not but, just rely on so,
1: me. So I have not weighed in on this yet. I'm somewhere between yep. both worlds on this. And probably okay. more leaning towards Rob. But it sounds like you're leaning towards Rob too. You're just talking about it in a completely different way. I do think that there are certain situations where mm-hmm. you kinda look at like I remember very vividly there was a Monday night game between the Browns and the Jets, and the Jets could not move the ball. And I think they were up like or something like that. And I think it was like fourth and three from the 45 in Jets territory. The Browns had it. And they were like, we are just going to punt you the ball because you can't get a first down. Like, we don't even want to risk giving you field position because we know even if it's a touchback, you're not getting past the 20-yard line. That's what they did. The Jets went three and out for the rest of the game. So there are certain circumstances where I can see that. But the one thing that I don't like about fourth and short when teams are going for it, which you know I'm a huge proponent of fourth and three, fourth and five, whatever it might be, go for it. I don't like the jumbo formations, just like I don't like jumbo formations at the goal line. I like shotgun. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. I
1: <laughs> like shotgun. I like spreading them out because I think it just gives you so many different options. And the one thing, and I'll always go back to the Mike Marks Rams. Before this because they were the kings of doing this at least in my mind i have no idea what the stats actually back it up i just remember <laughs> very vividly yeah. that they love taking shots on fourth and one it wasn't hey we're gonna sneak it we're gonna we're gonna run you know try to bust through the a gap we're gonna try to get two yards like no we're gonna bomb it to play action marshall falk yeah uh, he's actually gonna run a wheel route we're gonna bomb it to him because teams are just so conditioned to try to stuff the run every single time that there's a huge advantage for trying to take a shot on fourth and one and actually turning that into a touchdown rather than maybe move the chains i agree with you i mean i i've we
2: have seen teams successfully do that over the course of the years. Um, when Carson Palmer was the quarterback for the Bengals, they used to do that on fourth and one a lot, which was was take a shot with Chad Johnson or Ojo Cinco one-on-one down the field. They had Hushman Zada at that time as well, who could get open. I agree. I mean, listen, a lot of times, ultimate, most of us are results-based analysts, right? So like we'll, we'll watch the play and then we'll give, oh, that was a stupid play. It was a dumb call. It was this and that. I agree that teams, should pass more on fourth down and they should spread it out a little bit more on fourth down. Shotgun works actually really well on fourth down when you're not handing it off to a running back, you know, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. That is, yes, yes. That that's the issue, I think, with the shotgun formation. But if you actually look at historically speaking, goal line touchdown percentages, the on rushing plays, it's actually way higher when they're lined up under shotgun than when they're lined up under under center. So um, I, 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 don't know, like, like, obviously these coaches have a lot of data to work with when making the calls. I, I think a lot of times we process things like when this, when the chargers go for four fourth downs and they go over four, everyone's like, oh, you cost yourselves the game. You didn't do, but like the, the, the this decision-making still could have been sound and they just didn't execute on the plays. Right. I think that's where I get back to it. It's just like, make the sound decisions that improve win probability over time. Um, I think, uh, honestly, now that we've all talked about it, we are kind of in agreement on a lot of this.
1: All right, well, that will do it on yep. the Pat Mayo Experience. We're going to let Cam run through his Yankee selection. So which ones didn't we hit on that you like this week, Cam? Okay, so
0: I took Denver, Carolina, and the Raiders, games that I love, Rob's Indianapolis Colts pick I love, Washington Commanders plus six and a half. Cincinnati, I love, actually, you know what? Pozzola, I know I just went on this rant, and I'm not a caveman. I I get the new world, but I love your picks this week. Washington plus 6.5, Cincinnati minus 4.5, Rams minus 3.5, at your bills minus 5.5, Indy plus 5.5. Those ones uh, didn't make my card. Sorry, they made my card,
1: not on the show. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Reminder, once again, that you can rent powder at Blockbuster, starring Rob Pozzola. Yes. <laughs>
2: Very you good. You can head on down to... F- can head on down to Flemington Downs with uh, with Cam as well.
1: Uh, you Cam, can f- right. You can watch Cam every second on Sports Grid, except for like the hour that he records this show. You can check out rob at thehammer.bet, where you can find the three of us doing our Survivor Show as well. Reminder to smash the like, sub to the podcast, sub to the channel, and play in the DraftKings Listeners League. Link now available down in the description. It's almost full, so I highly recommend that you go do that right now. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching.